soon big people show up and they be quiet. Let's be honest with you. Anybody got a word? Amen. If not, go ahead and be turning to Genesis chapter 39. Genesis chapter number 39. I'm going to read this uh, card uh, this morning. We're going to mosey on here. Uh, this card says uh, to thank each one of you. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to read. Well, I guess I'll read what the, the card says. This is knowing people nice as you gives life a brighter touch. And so to teach and all and so to each and all of you. Thanks very, very much. Thank you all so much for the money to help our family put Sweet Austin to rest. We so appreciate it. Please continue to keep us in your prayers from the family of Austin Peters. So uh, let's do lift them up in our prayers. Uh, that was uh, Michelle's family. Yeah, and Brother Wiss is there. So uh, keep that family in your prayers. And hopefully the church was a light somehow to them. Amen. Uh, Genesis 39, if you found your place, say amen. 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 Genesis 39, I think God's going to help us this morning. I don't get to preach sweet a whole lot. Uh, if the Lord don't change my heart in just a minute, we're going to preach sweet. And uh, that's okay every now and again, amen. Sometimes we need that. Uh, Genesis 39, if you would please stand out of reverence and respect to God's Word. Genesis 39, verse number 2. Well, let's go ahead and read verse 1 and 2. Bible says, and Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, uh, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. I want you to read this. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. I want to read verse 2 again. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. I want you to read the first part of verse number 2 together to wake you up just a little bit. And the Lord was with Joseph. I like that. Let's do it again. And the Lord was with Joseph. Amen. Let's read it one more time. I want you to get a hold of this. And the Lord was with Joseph. Thank God. Let's pray. Your Lord, most kind, gracious, loving, heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. God, we thank you. Lord, for your mercy, for your grace. God, we know we're living in some wicked days. God, we know that uh, uh, folks are, are going right, they're going left, and, folk, uh, and folks are just falling away. But God, I thank you, Father. Lord, you're always there. God, I thank you, Father, for always being there, never leaving us, nor forsaking us. God, thank you for your mercy, for your grace. Thank you, God, for your Son, Jesus Christ. God's in Jesus' name we pray, and God, we're trusting that you're going to help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing and be seated. I want to preach on this thought this morning. The Lord is with us. The Lord is with us. And before we get started this morning, I want to give you some history to calm my nerves. Uh, on the book of Genesis, all right? And then I want to look at just what it is uh, that's going on in the context of our Scripture. And then we'll get into the message. Now, since you and I have come to this book of Genesis this morning, that most of us know that we have come to the book of beginnings, all right? And the way that we know that this morning is because the Bible said in Genesis 1 and verse number 1, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. So friend, that lets us know that everything that you and I see this morning did not come from a big bang. Hallelujah. Uh, friend, it lets us know this morning that everything that we see came from a big God. Okay? And by the way, this morning, the God that created all the things that we see, like the mountains and the seas and the sun and the stars, I want to go ahead and say that He's very much alive in our day. The God that made it all is not there. That God that made it all has not left us behind. He's not forsaken us. He's still in control. Amen. He created the fish in the sea. Uh, he created the animals of the earth. And it's also Him that created you and that created me. I don't care what some overeducated moron stands behind a desk at school and tries to tell our children we did not come from monkeys, we did not come from animals, we came from God. The Bible said in 
Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 through 28. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God created He him. Male and female created He them. And God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Man is to get married and then be fruitful if you can and multiply. And boy, we need some Christians in our day. Never mind, I'm moving on. But hey, we need some children around God's house. All right, that's what I'm saying. And God blessed them. God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Uh, friend, I'm telling you this morning, if you hunt deer, it's okay. God said, have dominion. Alright? Okay, well anyway, I'm going to move on here. It's God that created us this morning. We know that. And it's Him that gives you your very breath this morning. It's Him that made it possible for us to be gathered together as believers. Hope you believers this morning in Christ and just to be grateful for all that He's done. You know what? This morning, Brother Shane stood up and he said, I thank God for the rain. Well, thank God for the rain, for the snow, for the sunshine. Hey, I'm telling you, we can thank Him. He made it all for us to see. But I'm glad this morning I wasn't made by chance. Ain't you? Hey, I'm glad this morning just to know that God's got a purpose for us in life. We wasn't just something that come out of a garbage can. Amen. We wasn't something just sprung up from nowhere. God had a plan. What's His plan? For all men. That all men should come to repentance. That's the plan. And then to live for Him and bring glory to His name. It's not by chance, but it's all by God. Friend, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. God began it all. And it's with God that all things begin to exist. You and I have come to this book of beginnings. And if you figured out that it's God that made you, well, you know, you know more than probably over half our society knows. So now don't get going, don't be going getting prideful on me and saying I'm smarter than most people in America. Don't be doing that, but I'm telling you, you do. But I don't know about you, but I'm glad God has put us here this morning. Let us worship Him. Hey, and He's made us, put us here for a purpose and for a reason. It's this book of Genesis that shows you and I how we got here. Amen. But it also shows us this morning the beginning of sin, which was in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve. Took of the tree. Amen. God said not to. And they done it anyway. Is that not how we are? God will say not to. And we'll do it anyway. And then we take a big whooping from the Lord. Well listen to me friend. We see this morning that God entered into a covenant with His chosen people Israel. In the book of beginnings as well. So it's this very book that we have the very history also of the redemption of man. Well we see that it begins over in chapters 1 through 11. Uh, which are dominated by four great events of life which form the history of our Bible. Uh, as I said earlier, you and I would see creation. Uh, we'd see that God has created all that you and me see here on this earth this morning. And if you were to keep on reading chapter 3, you'd see the fall of mankind, which was uh, when we were subjected to corruption because of the sin of Adam and Eve. And I'm glad that even though Adam and Eve did fall, I'm glad there's a promise. Thank God. God's good. The Bible said in Genesis 3 and 15, And I will put enmity between the, thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise its heel. Friend, listen. Uh, in the book of Genesis, we see creation. We see the fall. We see the flood which happened because people were wicked. Uh, and God said, I'll never, ever destroy. Now listen to me. There's folks that look at me, and they'll say, Well, God said He'd never send a flood. That's no, that's not what God said. God said He'd never destroy the whole earth with a flood again. Amen. Amen. That's what God said. God didn't ever say He wouldn't send flood. He said He wouldn't flood the whole earth at one time again. But here is coming a day when there's going to be wrath and there's going to be a terrible time upon the earth. And those people probably wish then that He'd just send a flood. But listen, we see all that. Uh, we see the nations and though we're all children of Adam through Noah. 
We see that breaks up the single culture, the language barrier of the post-flood world. It scatters the people over the face of the earth there at the Tower of Babel. But anyway, listen, in chapters 12 through 50, you see that the Bible deals with four great people. It deals with Abraham and his descendants. I'm going somewhere. It deals with Isaac and Jacob and Joseph. And it's through those people that God will bless the nations of the world. But there's something in the call of Abraham. See, the Genesis is the book of beginnings. Now there's something about this call of Abraham in the Word of God in Genesis that shows us that he had faith. Abraham, the father of our faith. He said, I'll just believe in God. Boy, man's redemption. This Bible shows us the beginning of man's redemption was by faith in what God said. Hey, friend, it's been the same way ever since. Hey, I'm glad that we can get in the Bible and see what God has to say. So we see this book of Genesis mentions many things that happened first. And if you read through the book, you'll say the Lord was with His people even from the beginning. But I'm glad, thank God, He's here for us. Ever since the beginning was, He was with His people that just follow Him. Friend, listen, He was there for this man named Joseph in the Word of God, was He not? So let's look at our context. We'll get the message. Uh, but it's here in this chapter this morning, chapter 39, that you're going to see a continuation of the story of Joseph. Now most of us know the story of Joseph, okay, and how that Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. Then after he was sold into slavery there, he was taken down into the land of Egypt, which is a type of the world in the Bible. So it's here that we see Joseph this morning. He's down in a land this morning that was foreign to him. He hadn't been there. And it's here that we see him this morning. That It's here in our text that we see that it all seems bad for old Joseph here in the Bible. Does it not? You find no reason this morning for Joseph to be a happy man. You'd see that. He had been sold into slavery by his brothers. And if you know about Joseph, you know he went from being the most loved of his father to being an outcast by his brothers, sold into slavery. Friend, listen, he'd become a castaway this morning. And if you look, if you read your Bible and you didn't know the story, it looked as if he was just a nobody. But I hear and tell you, friend, if you and I were to look at Joseph's lad up to this point, we think, man, I'm glad that I'm not in this boy's shoes. But we're not. Not only was he sold into slavery, but he was blamed for going in onto another man's wife. I'm not going to paint a picture there. You know what I'm saying. And then his dad said, well, he's no longer alive. My son's dead. Now, could you imagine being in Joseph's shoes this morning? And thinking that your own dad thought you were dead. I mean, friend, listen, here's this man that we're looking at this morning named Joseph. And it seems like all the odds of the world are against this man. At this point in his life, he might have even thought that God himself was against him. But listen, he, he might have questioned. I don't know, the Bible don't say that, but could you imagine? He was flesh like you and me. He might have questioned his head. He might have said, God, why me? Bible don't say that, but if Joseph was like you and me, could you imagine if our brothers had sold us into slavery, what we'd have done? If if uh, we had been cast away, could you imagine where what would we do? Well, you and me have had those days before, ain't we? Or we felt like nobody cares, amen. And, and then uh, Joseph here, we're going to see, uh, we're going to look at it all, man, put it all together, but we're going to see this morning as Joseph, things begin to go smooth in his life, and then all of a sudden he's back down again. Is that not the way life is? Now listen, you're going to get any help from this, you're going to have to get honest. Is that not the way life is? Sometimes we're fine and dandy, then other times we're down and, and we feel like we're cast away. We feel like nobody cares. Come on now. You're going to have to get honest this morning. Mountain people don't like that. We're going to have to get honest. Okay? So God was working things out for Joseph's good. The whole time, was he not? And even though old Joseph couldn't see what was going on, there's a big old God behind the scene. He could see what was going on. So not only could God see it this morning, but it was God who was in control.
control. As you and I come to chapter 39, we see the story of Joseph being picked up. Listen, the Bible said in Genesis 39.1, And Joseph was brought down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. Joseph had been brought down to Egypt in our text. But the thing that amazes me the most, Brother J.R. is verse number 2. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Through all Joseph had went through, we see that there was somebody this morning that was on his side. Well, I'm going to preach for every end of This morning, I'm telling you, no matter what you're going through, there's somebody on your side. If you're saved, this message is for saved people. There's somebody on your side. Friend, it's with that on my mind. I want to preach on this thought. The Lord is with us. I want to give you four thoughts God gave me. Put this on my heart at the beginning of the week. Number one, the first thing I say this morning is that the Lord was with Joseph and his brothers turning against him. Number two, I say the Lord was with Joseph in Egypt. Number three, the Lord was with Joseph in Potiphar's house. And number four, the Lord was with Joseph in jail. Let's look this morning, number one, at, Joseph, at the Lord was with Joseph and his brothers turning against him. I'm not going to preach real... real uh, uh, like normally, man. I'm just going to go through this and let the Bible do the talking. The Bible says in Genesis 37, 16 through 20. You can read that with me. And he said, I seek my brethren. Tell me, I pray thee, where they feed their flocks. And the man said, they are departed hence. For I heard them say, let us go to Dothan. And Joseph went after his brethren and found them in Dothan. And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near to them, they conspired against him to slay him. And they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him and cast him into some pit. And we'll say some evil, has, uh, some evil beast hath devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. Now we know that Joseph had many dreams in the Word of God. And here are the people that were supposed to love him, supposed to be his friend, his family. And friend, instead of loving him, what they've done here is they're conspiring and talking about how they want to kill him. Okay, so they said, here comes this old dreamer, so let's just kill him, let's put him in a pit. Later on in the text here, you see that Joseph would figure out what it is that his family wants to do. So we see that Joseph probably felt forsaken. Could you imagine how Joseph felt? I mean, they were wanting to leave him in a pit and let him die. I want to ask you the question this morning. You're going to have to be honest. If you're going to get any help, you're going to have to be honest. Don't look at me like I got four heads. Listen to what I'm saying. Have you ever felt forsaken? Yes. Amen. Thank you. You ever felt forsaken? You ever felt like you were abandoned by your friends? You ever felt like you were abandoned by God? Amen. There are times in this life that I feel like I've been abandoned. You say, preacher, y'all don't say that. I'm telling you, I'm going to preach truth. There's times I feel like God ain't within 100 feet of me. And I used to have a man of God, and if I called him by name, you know his name. And I'd call him, if I had a question, I'd call him. I'd say, brother, so-and-so, I need a little help. And you know, it's good to have friends help you with the Bible. And I'd call him up. I'd say, I need a little help. And this man now, he said, I'm going to leave my wife. He said, I don't want to live with her, so I can't call him no more. And sometimes I get, I say, God, I don't understand what's going on in this day and hour in which we live. I just don't understand. But I got to think about something else. And I'm not saying that for you to have pity on me, but I want you to listen. Think about how God felt. This is a man that God called, God has used in a mighty way, and now he's turned his back on God and the church, and friend, he's left what God had told him to do. But I, with that comes something else. You know, if God feels abandoned sometimes, then what the world makes you and me think that God, that we ain't going to feel abandoned. You ever thought about that? I'm tired of these TV preachers saying that everything is fine and everything is hunky-dory and the day you get saved, you ain't going to have no problem. That's a lie from the pits of hell. It is. Now, I have to be honest, there are times in this life that I have to stop and I have to ask God, where are you at? 
preacher, that ain't spiritual. I'm telling you, I'm just a man. I'm just a man. There are times I'll read the Bible and read the Bible and read the Bible and I'll study and I'll study and I act like I hit my head against the wall because I can't get nothing of thought, nothing, and I have to look up and I have to say, God, where are you at? Now I know that might not happen for y'all, but that happens to me sometimes. There are times I feel, Brother Wes, as if I'm alone. And I'm not trying, I don't want your pity. God's gonna help us. God's gonna help us. But God's allowed me to say this because He wants to help you. I believe that. Joseph probably felt like the world was against him. He said, my brothers don't love me. His brothers had forsaken him. They were conspiring against him. They wanted to kill him and put him into a pit. They wanted to kill his dreams. You ever had somebody rip your dreams out and just stop all over crush them? I don't like dream killers, do you? I had a vision. Now listen to me. I ain't talking about no crazy vision, okay? Alright. I pastor a church before this one. God gave me direction on where He wanted it to go. That's, talk, that's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of vision I had. I didn't dream it up. I didn't have nothing like that. Listen. I knew what God wanted us to do. And they said no. They looked at me and they said no. I had a deacon stand up pointing his finger in my face and tell me we ain't doing that. The very next Sunday, this man came in there, a deacon now, read out of a New King James Bible. New King James Bible. I'd sit him down. Actually, what I'd done was I was nice about it. Would it be wise as serving harmless as dove? I said, here, read this one. And he said, you ain't going to tell me what I'm going to read. I got in my study and I said, Lord, where are you at? I'll just be honest with you. I'm telling you, friend. He knew my stance on the battle. It was a battle the rest of my time. The rest of my time. I'd go to my wife, and I'm not looking for pity. God's going to help us. And I'll tell stories a lot, but I'm telling you this morning, God's going to help us. I went into my, got out of my study many a times. I'd cry. I'd cry on my wife. My wife, bless her heart. And I'd come in there and say, God ain't giving me a thing. You know why? They didn't want me. That's why. You don't understand how much I love this church. But listen, what I'm getting at this morning is there are times in this life that we're going to feel abandoned by God. There's times we might feel like our friends have let us down. We might feel like the world's against us and there ain't one person in life that wants us to succeed. Hey, that may be the way that we feel sometimes if we're honest this morning, but I'm glad that I'm not saved, Brother J.R., by what I feel this morning. I know this morning the Bible tells me that Jesus is always there. It don't matter what you feel. Hey, and I know sometimes we might feel forsaken like Joseph did. But ain't it good to know that he's always there? Through thin and through thin, Jesus is there. Well, the brothers conspired to slay Joseph here in the Word of God. How do you know Jesus was there? God was there. Well, there's a man named Reuben talked him out of it. Listen to you, Bible. Genesis 37, 21, 22. And Reuben heard it, and he delivered him out of their hands. And said, let us not kill him. And Reuben said to them, shed no blood, but cast him into this pit that is in the wilderness. Lay no hand upon him that he might rid him out of their hands to deliver him to his father again. Now wait a minute, could you imagine being Joseph? And just thinking you're going to take your last breath. Could you imagine bearing the thought this morning you're going to be put to death by the hand of your brothers of your own family? Joseph was right there at that point, And then the Lord delivered him. Did he not? Reuben came. So let us not kill him. Now I know I'm not preaching good, but listen, I'm trying to give you what the Lord's given me. So Reuben intervenes for him here. And then Judah decided to do something else with him. Well, the Bible said in Genesis 37, 26 through 28, and Judah said to his brethren, What profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites. Now he didn't know what he was doing. Oh, I feel God all over this. He didn't have no clue what he was doing. He said, Let, let's not even leave him in this field. Let's just sell Man. Listen to this. Most of y'all know this. I can tell by your face. Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and let not our hand be upon him for he's our brother and our flesh and his brethren were content. 
Then there passed by Midianites, merchant men, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. This is all type of Christ, by the way. And they brought Joseph into Egypt. Now, I think Reuben was going to come back for his brother. And that's why he was going to release Joseph here. Listen, the Bible said this in Genesis 37, 29 through 30. And Reuben returned to the pit. And behold, Joseph was not in the pit, and he ran his clothes. I believe he's going to come back and get him out. God had other plans. Okay? Uh, and he returned unto his brethren and said, The child is not, now whither shall I go? Now here's Joseph oh, on Joseph's side of things. Joseph felt like he didn't have no hope. I can only imagine how he felt. Sometimes it takes to read the Bible a little imagination. And he'd been forsaken by his family and child of God, if we're honest for just a second, if we'd straighten up our halos, you and I would get over our pride this morning for just a second. If we get honest with self and honest with God, there are times in which we have felt forsaken in this life. There have been times when we've been like Joseph, and even though we see this morning that Joseph might have felt alone right now, hey, when we see that even though he might have felt abandoned, the thing I never see Joseph do is grumble and complain or murmur or anything. Man, I wish I could be like Joseph. I've done complaining to you for five minutes already this morning. Listen, I don't see him shed a tear until after he meets his brothers again later on in life. But even though this world had forsaken him, even though it seemed like God had abandoned him, Joseph was a man that knew in whom he had believed. He knew that he was not a man that had been saved by what he felt in his life. Amen. I mean, friend, if we face whether or not uh, we feel like God was with us, if we face our salvation on that, well, we'd be lost every second of the day. Amen. I'm just being honest with you, as honest as I can be. If we're honest, we're going to be honest. But friend, listen to me. Joseph was a man that could look and he could say, I know that God's with me. He knew that even though all the world forsaken him, he knew that God never would. When we see God was with Joseph, even though his brothers had forsaken him, how was he with him? They didn't kill him. They didn't leave him in a pit to die. But they sold him and he's still alive. Now God was with Joseph. So instead of being left there to die, friend, listen to me this morning. Uh, we'll look at all this in a minute. You say, how could God have been with Joseph even while he was sold into slavery? Well, get a hold of this. We're going to look at it. How could, he, how could God be with Joseph, preacher, while well, he'd been betrayed by his family? Well, listen, we see the Lord was with Joseph when his brothers turned against him. What number two, that the Lord was with Joseph in Egypt? Well, the Bible said in Genesis 39, verses 2 and 3, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. That tells me he's in Egypt. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. Now, wait a second. Now, master saw something. And, and his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Friend, here's Joseph in Egypt. We see the Lord's with Joseph here in this man's house. And not only was the Lord with him when his brother sold him into slavery, but now the Lord's with him while he's down here in Egypt too. Hey, I know that he was in Potiphar's house. We're going to look at that. But friend, when his brother sold him into the world, it's the God that's with you and me that was still you with Joseph. Well, listen, the Bible said right here in Genesis 39, verses 4 through 6. Get a hold of this. And Joseph found grace in his sight and he served him. Oh, Joseph was an outcast. The Bible said he made him overseer over his house and all that he had put into his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house. Why? For Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. And he knew not all he had save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. At this point in Joseph's life, we see that God was with him when he's down in Egypt. And as I said a moment ago, Egypt is a type of the world. And I'm telling you, you and I are living in a world that has lost its man. But Thank God was with Joseph, is with us, even if no matter how crazy the world is, it can't get too much crazy, we're going to be going home. Is the Lord with us? Yes. 
So we see here that old Joseph, even though his brother sold him, God is working things out for Joseph's good and for God's glory. Now get all of this. Joseph left his father's house. God's with him there. Joseph been sold out of his father's house to be a slave in the world. God's with him there. And friend, I'm just glad to be able to say, God's with us here. Just because you and I live in a world that is full of sin does not mean that God has left us or forgotten us. All it means this morning is that the Lord's with us, friend. God's with you and me wherever we're at. Right when things didn't look good for old Joseph, right there was God. He's with him. Now, not one time do we see where Joseph was forsaken by God. I do not see that in the story of Joseph. But what I do see is God is working behind the scene the whole time for Joseph's good. It didn't matter whether it was Joseph was in Egypt or not because Joseph was trusting God. And friend, the thing I see right here the most, I see Joseph didn't lose his testimony. Now listen to me. If you and me have been thrown in jail, Forsaken by our brothers or our family, and said, We're going to kill him. Now, I believe I'd have lost my testimony. But this man sees the whole time the Lord was with Joseph. It didn't matter if he'd been forsaken by God or not, or if he felt forsaken by God or not. You know what old Joseph done? He stood firm. He said, The Lord's with me. Boy, I tell you. We need some men in our day to stand firm. Oh, listen. Bring your family to the house of God and keep them in there. Hey, bring their family to Sunday school. You know why I want my little girl in Sunday school? Because this is where she hears about the Lord. And sometimes I can ask her what I preached on. She said, I don't know. Sometimes you tell me what she learned in Sunday school. It's important. It's important. Not only for your sake, for your kids' sake. But listen, listen at me now. God's with us. I've never missed a meal. Have you? I've never had to beg anybody. Why? Why? Because He's with us. Just because He's with us in the world, though, don't mean we have to live. Joseph did not lose his testimony. He didn't act like the world. He didn't cuss like the world. I don't see him drinking like the world. All right, so the Lord was with Joseph in Egypt. It's the Lord with you and me. So I'm glad this morning He's not cast us off. I'm glad He's not cast us out. I'm glad He's not cast us down. All right, so we see God was with Joseph and His brothers turning against Him. The Lord was with Joseph in Egypt. Number three, the Lord was with Joseph in Potiphar's house. Oh my, now we know that God had prospered Joseph so much down there in Egypt. I mean, friend prospered him. He's a prosperous man. And Potiphar saw the Lord was with him. Now, things are going pretty good for Joseph in his life here. But things slowly turn around again. Listen, the thing I see this morning is when things are going good, it don't take long to go right back down again. Is that not the way life is? That's just life this morning. Things were going good. And so if you'd admit it this morning, you'd say that's how my life is. But God is with him through all this. But now something else happened. The Bible said, and I'm reading a lot, Genesis 39, 7 through 16. Look at your Bible. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. And she said, lie with me. He must have been a good looking man if ever has been one. About seven, he refused and said to his master's wife, Behold, my master wotteth not what is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he had to my hand. There is none greater in this house than I. Neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? The Bible said, It came to pass, as she spake to Joseph day by day, that he hearkened not to her to lie by her or to be with her. So here's this man's wife. She's coming in. She's coming out. She's saying, Joseph, lie with me. Lie with me. Lie with me. Day in and day out, Joseph hearkened not. What a testimony. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went to the house to do his business. Here's, here's uh, I guess you'd say Joseph messed up. I don't know. And there was none of them in the house there within. You know why it's important, men, for you not to be in the house with another woman by yourself? Right here's a good example. But listen, that's not what I'm preaching on. 
And she caught him by his garment, verse 12, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. And it came to pass when she saw that he left his garment in her hand and was fled forth, that she called to the men of her house and spake unto them, saying, See, he hath brought in an Hebrew unto us to mock us. He came in unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. And it came to pass when he heard that, I lifted up my voice and cried that he left his garment with me and fled and got him out. And she laid his garment up by her until his Lord came home. Up to this point, things were going good for Joseph. But now came Potiphar's wife and she came to tell lies on him to her Lord. And here's what happened next. The Bible said in verse number 20, And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison. A place where the king's prisoners were bound and he was there in prison. Joseph's now in prison. But I don't see Joseph cry. But I'm going to have to be honest with you. If I had all this happen to me, I'd be a cry. I'd be crying, God, where are you at? Have you ever just felt like crying out saying, God, where are you? I've lived for you, Lord. Where are you at? I'm spiritual, ain't I? I'm human. I know some of you never do that, but I probably would. Well, this, it's like this man was, this man's life was spinning speedily out of control. Was it not in the Word of God? I mean, friend, there are times that it's almost like life is on a roller coaster and we don't know what turns are coming next. Friend, there are times when things happen that I just don't understand. And maybe Joseph was in that predicament as well. Maybe he didn't understand uh, what was going on in his life. But friend, it didn't matter with old Joseph because Joseph had a peace in his heart because God was with him. Friend, his life was a lot like yours and mine. It's a roller coaster. Sometimes life seems like it is spinning out of control. I'm just being honest. As honest as I can be. Is that not life? We rush and we rush and then things happen. Things mess up. Uh, all kinds of things happen in our life. And sometimes we get to a place and we say, Lord, where are you at? God, where are you at? Well, friend, we've seen this morning that Joseph realized something. We'll look at it in a minute. We've seen this morning the Lord was with Joseph and his brothers turning against him. The Lord was with Joseph down in Egypt. The Lord was with Joseph in Potiphar's house. Number four, the Lord was with Joseph down in jail. Well, the Bible said in verses 19 through 23, and I know we read some of that already. We're going to read it again. The Bible said it came to pass. When his master heard the words of his wife, which she spake unto him, saying, After this manner did thy servant to me, that his wrath was kindled. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound. And he was there in prison. Listen verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was what? With him. And that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Now, even though Joseph had been put in jail, the thing he knew was that uh, uh, he had to keep this in view in his life. And friend, I'm telling you, the thing that Joseph kept in view, you and I have got to keep in view or we're going to lose sight. The thing that Joseph knew is that the Lord was with him. We've got to keep that in view. The Lord is with us. Thank God. He's never left me. He's never forsaken me. He's always been there. He knew the Lord was with him with each and every step of the way. While he was in this jail cell this morning, the Lord made him to prosper in jail. How in the world? You say, preacher, how can a man prosper in jail? Because God was with him. The Bible said in Matthew 19 and 26, but Jesus beheld them and said to them, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Friend, I'm not taking that verse out of context. In context, he's talking about salvation, Matthew. He said, with men this is impossible, with God all things are possible. But our salvation brings peace. 
if we'll let it. The very reason that Joseph could triumph down in this dirty jail cell because God is with him. My mind goes to Brother Rick Hurley, Brother J.R. When he missed a preaching those men, those men get saved and never happy in jail. How's that happen? The Lord. The Lord. Now, those men can be happy in jail. Don't you think we can be happy in this world? I know this world's not my home. But you and I that are saved this morning, listen to me. We ought to be happy because we know every step of the way, there's the Lord. There's the Lord. Say, preacher, we got problems. We all got problems. Preacher, we got trials. Tell you something, we all got trials. We all go through problems, every single one of us. But friend, I'm telling you this morning, there will be times in this life when we don't know what to do. We'll throw our hands up and say, God, where are you at? But the thing that we can do this morning is that we can cling and hold on to the fact that God is with us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He's there for us. The Bible said in Hebrews 13 and 5, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have for He has said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Joseph was in prison. The Lord is by his side. Friend, if we're honest, there are times this world feels like a prison. Does it not? I mean, I don't know how else to explain it. You got people that are that are trying to draw people away from the truth. You got you got problems. You got I mean sometimes it feels like you're bound and sometimes it feels like you just can't move and you just have to cry out and say, God, where are you at? Sometimes this world feels like a prison. But I'm glad, thank God, this ain't the end of the story. Well, there in the end. Joseph gets out of prison. Starts down some corn down there in Egypt. One day, we're getting out of prison. Thank God. Don't, don't look at me like that. Hey, I know I love the life God's given me, and I want to live as long as I can. But I know one day, this world's not going to be my home anymore. You say, preacher, I've got trials, I've got trouble. Preacher, there, it seems like God's not anywhere within a hundred feet of me. I want you to look right by your side this morning, and I want you to understand when you look by your side, there's God. I want you to turn your hand the other way, and when you look that way, there's God. I want you to realize this morning that when you look under your feet on the ground, you walk home right there is God. Every single step away, there He is. He's with you if you're saved. As long as you ain't rebelled and went against Him. Amen. I left Him out there somewhere. He's where you left Him. Go pick Him back up. He'll never leave you and won't forsake you. Hey, friend. Joseph. The thing I read in the Bible. But the Lord was with Joseph. I'm telling you this morning, He'll go through, he'll go through thick and thin with you. Right there by your side, if you're saved, stands a man named Jesus. He'll go with you every step of the way. And you know, I don't get to preach sweet much. Boy, I like it I get to. I get more smiles instead of looking like I got four heads. Amen. But that means that when you and I feel like Jesus ain't there, listen, that means whenever you and I want to throw our hands up and say, God, I don't understand. God, I don't know why. There's Jesus. And you know what he said. Now, his Bible don't say this. I believe you can take it when he's touched with the feeling of our firmness. You know what he said? I feel you, pain. And I see your comfort. And right there he is with you. Every step to look at By your side. A friend that sticketh closer than a brother. That means when you feel like nobody's there, He's there. And you know the thing about Jesus this morning, I love Him. He can be ministering to one person's heart on this side. Come minister to another person's on this side. Then He can go down the church down the road and minister to somebody else's heart at the same time. That's my God. He's never too busy for us, is He? <coughs> but you know what, friend? The Lord's going to call us home one day. And maybe you're here. You ain't say, preacher, I'm going through some kind of traumatic experience in life. 
I want you to know the Lord's by your side. It's just like the old song says. You know what? Go ahead and turn to page 313. Let's sing a song. Let's just sing a song. 313. I want you to understand this song's true. It's as true as the Bible. I believe somebody wrote this song knew the Bible, knew what the Bible said. Page 313. I want you to read it. No, I want you to sing. That's all right. I got it wrote down. I'll do my best. Everybody got it? Though others would be lonely when all their friends are gone, my Lord is ever standing by my side. There is a heavy load upon me, and yet I'm pressing on because I found a Savior, friend, and guide. Oh, yes, I have somebody with me to share the heavy load. I feel His presence near me every day. And although trouble overtakes me along life's weary road, I have somebody with me all the way. Listen now. In bitter toil and sorrow and heartaches not a few, a consolation sweet is mine each day. And soon I'm going home tomorrow when life on earth is through. I have somebody with me all the way. Oh yes, I have somebody with me to share the heavy load. I feel His presence near me every day. And although trouble overtakes me along life's weary road, I have somebody with me all the way. Now listen to this. Some folks pity. They don't need to have pity on us. There's somebody with us. Listen to this. Some folks have lots of pity. They say I'm sad and lone. But I don't need their sympathy at all. At all for in that golden city, my Lord's prepared a home. I'm leaving when I hear the final call. Oh, yes, I have somebody with me to share the heavy load. I feel His presence by me every day. And although trouble overtakes me along life's weary road, I have somebody with me all the way. Did you guys catch that? It said, oh, yeah. It said, oh no. It said, oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. I have somebody with me to share the heavy load. I'm glad right there by my side. It's the same God by God's side. His name ain't all of them. His name ain't Buddha. His name is Jesus. Amen. Hope he's your friend this morning. I'm glad no matter what it is you might go through down here, we have somebody with us to share the heavy load. I'm glad for those of us that are saved, we don't go through the trials alone. We don't walk through the valleys alone either. Every step we take, right there is God. Let's all stand if you would please. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I believe God laid this on my heart for purpose, for reason. My prayer this morning is let God do business. Let God do business. Maybe you're here this morning and you'd be honest enough to say, Preacher, there are times in this life that I've felt abandoned. There's times in this life that I've felt alone. You've admitted it to me. You already said amen. Maybe you say, God's been right there with me each and every time. Friend, if He's been with you, why don't you come thank Him? Hey, friend, come and give Him a little honor, a little praise. You ain't got to do it so everybody can hear you, but what matters is God does. Maybe you're here this morning and you say, Preacher, I feel like this time in my life, I feel like I'm in a prison. I don't know what to do. Hey, if that's you, why don't you come this morning? Why don't you give that thing to God? 
Why don't you let him help you? Friend, it's a God that's with you. It's God that's with you this morning. And maybe what he's wanting you to do is wanting you to stop carrying the burden for yourself. You know, sometimes we carry things ourselves and say, Lord, we've got it. Lord, we've got it. Why don't you come lay it down at his feet this morning? Say, God, I can't. God, I can't, but you can. Why don't you put it down? I'm telling you, friend, it'll help you if you'll lay it down and just give it to him. Would you come this morning? You know, he tells us to cast our care upon him for he careth for you. But you know what the problem is? Lots of times, us mountain people got this thing called pride. And we let it keep us in the pew. And say, God, I can carry it. Why don't you lay it down? Why don't you lay it down? Why don't you get you some help? Would you come give it to him this morning? Would you come say, God, I know you're there. And I want you to help me with my heavy load. you got to lay it down. Just like the song said, you have somebody with you. Share the heavy load. You ain't got to do it on your own. I'm going to close out this. Maybe you're here this morning. I want you to understand the heaviest burden you'll ever carry around. Yes, sir. Maybe you're here and you say, Preacher, God's shown me that I'm lost, never been saved. I'm carrying around sin. I'm carrying around sin. Why don't you come let Him take it and wash it away? Put it under the blood this morning. It's sin that's against God. If you've never been saved, why don't you put it down? Let Christ have it. Would you come? Preacher, I'm lost. Never been saved. Would you come? Maybe you're here and you're lost. And you say, Preacher, God show me that I'm lost. I've never been saved, but I want you to pray for me. Would you slip up your hand? Preacher, pray for me. Bless that hand. Will there be another hand anywhere? Preacher, pray for me. Preacher, pray for me. I get saved. God deals with my heart. Anybody anywhere. Would you come and unload your burden on you? I'm telling you, walk out here with victory if you'll leave it. If you'll leave it. God dealing with you. Anybody anywhere. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord, most